This is The Unholy Union. A podcast where you'll be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. If you can relate to our ramblings, we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. We have another interview! Yay! (laughs) It's how we start all of our podcasts at this point, right? With a little... Yay! Yay! Today we have a very special friend. His name is Chris Johnson. Make it make it sound a little bit better than special friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a good friend named Chris Johnson. Goodness gracious, this is starting out great. We already have what thirty minutes of talking before all this, but we're gonna we're gonna get to this. We're gonna get through it, Mister Chris Johnson. He is a good friend, and he has two restaurants called Canopy Road in the Tampa area. And a third one being built. He is a local entrepreneur. He does have partners. We'll get into all that here shortly. But Canopy Road is a restaurant that serves breakfast and lunch seven days a week, 6.30 to 2.30. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. But <laughs> 2.15. <laughs> 2.15. Got it. And it is another local stop that we absolutely love. Like, this is what we do once Every weekend. Yes. <laughs> Every weekend we are there. It's, Absolutely. It's a guarantee. Uh-huh. Um, our daughter loves it as well. So we'll do another kid talk later today. But we figured, why not introduce yourself, Chris? We gave a little bit there. Give us more. Well, hello. My name is Chris. It's nice to meet you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped to do this. I know we've been talking about doing it for a while and life is kind of crazy. So I'm, I'm just happy to be here. But yeah, I've, I've been uh, living in the Tampa area for about five maybe six years now i was born in central florida but i've been living in new york lived in maryland a little stint in colorado but now i'm here and doing what i love to do and that's i'm a restaurant guy that's what i do i love i love people like seeing new people every day i like bringing people into the fold like regulars and they're like family you know their names you know you know you learn a lot about them uh, because they come in quite frequently as you guys do but y'all live down the street too so (laughs) around but uh, yeah, it's just what I do. It's what I love to do. I couldn't pitch myself doing anything else. It's what I've done my whole life for 95% of it anyways, I'd say. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. I mean, you have so much that you just said in there that we're going to dive into right now. So let's talk about it. You mentioned that you were born in Florida. I was. How long were you here before you decided to move to New York, you said? Uh, after college. Yeah. So I was born and raised uh yeah, more or less raved, I guess. And then, uh, <laughs> after college, I stayed another year because I wasn't quite sure of what I wanted to do. And then finally, I was like, all my friends were having babies and getting married and going to jail or whatever. And I, <laughs> like, I just wasn't interested in none of that at that point in my life. You know, I was early 20s and uh, my mother's from New York. So I had frequent in New York, like during summers growing up or Christmas vacations. And I always loved it up there. So as a young adult, I was like, you know, it'd be a great place to move to is New York City. And I would enjoy like essentially my entire 20s up there. Yep. Very nice. Yeah. I went there one time and I don't want to go back. For most people, once is enough. Yep. You know, <laughs> for most. It's like I blinked and I was like, wait, I haven't gone home to visit for three years. Wow. Like, it's just, the days just like you think like time flies having children. Like in that city, it's just, it's essentially the same. Just time's just. It just right. goes. It just goes. Yeah, for sure. I believe that. 
Well, you mentioned Maryland, too. So we are native from Virginia. We were there, born and raised our whole entire life. What took you to Maryland? <laughs> right? Uh, Jesse, my wife, is actually from Maryland. Okay. So um, when we left New York, we came to Palm Harbor. It's over kind of like by Clearwater area. Mm-hmm. And a month after moving here, we found out we were pregnant. <laughs> so we weren't by either one of our parents neither one of us had previous kids or anything like that. So it's not that it was a scary thing, but I, I mean, having a support system around you, like none of my friends lived in Palm Harbor. I was just like, let's, let's just move to the beach. Sounds like a great time. Right. And, you know, in our minds, it's tiki bars and late nights and sunsets and, you know, waking up and going to the beach, being beach balanced. But then a month into it, like, okay, that's actually not going to be what's going on down here. We're about <laughs> to have a child. Mm-hmm. So it was either like move to my hometown which I wasn't a huge fan of growing up there and then, uh, or going to Maryland. And I had been to Maryland a couple of times. I, I, I did, I did enjoy Maryland. A lot of history in the Annapolis area, things of that nature. The Naval Academy is there. I think they call it the sailboat capital of the world. I've never been on a sailboat, but it's still cool to watch them go by, you know? <laughs> um, so we actually, actually, yeah, we did move to my hometown for a year. Uh, and then right after my oldest turned one years old, I was like, okay, let's get out of here. Let's go buy a house in Maryland. Because we were checking the housing markets in both states. Yeah. And then we ended up going up to Maryland. Loved it. But then living up north in New York, just taking care of myself, it didn't matter how cold it was. Yeah. didn't matter how gray it was. didn't matter what the day brought on. It's it's just on me to get by. Having a kid and living in that cold and, and like babies. And then we had the second one, you know, two and a half years later. I was like, I can't be stuck in this house because it's five degrees outside. I can't, I can't just sit here. I, I go crazy. That's yes. why I wasn't good at school. It's not because I was stupid, not completely, but uh, <laughs> I have, I have a hard time like just sitting in a chair and being quiet. Like I can't just stay in a house. I can't just sit in a chair in a classroom. I'm, just, I'm not wired that way, you know. My hands got to be doing things, you know, whatever. My feet got to be moving. So Maryland, we loved it. We bought like our dream home. It was great. But then just kind of that weather, that gray, really just it plays on you mentally. Yes. You know, wears you down. Florida, you can go through all four seasons in one day. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm correct. accustomed to that. Like that's in my blood, you know. So we ended up, my partner, David, who's a lifelong friend, uh, known since we were nine, 10 years old, whatever. Uh, like the parents or friends growing up, we both have a younger brother. He was like, Hey, I want to get into the Tampa market and uh, camp with Canopy. Would you be interested in going down there? I was like, Hell yeah, dude. And I was actually on my laptop because it was cold for like eight days in a row. And I was dream shopping on like Zillow for houses in yeah. Tampa, Florida when, when he called me. I was like, Hold <laughs> on a second. I took a picture of my laptop and I sent it. He's like, the writing's on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, just buy the, we did just buy this house like nine months ago. Um, <laughs> let me talk to the lady and see if she's down. Because her parents live there. And they were a great help because we both uh, were uh, essentially running restaurants, different restaurants in the Annapolis area. And it was very convenient. We both worked nights. Like the girls would go to their houses. The kids always love their grandparents' house. You know, and anything goes, you know, whatever. But she was like, um, I was like, come on, we got to do this because I really went. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, boom, that was it. I, I, I came down here. We found a location for the store. The hard part was finding a location to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had two boys, like the schools I went to were a little rough, but I mean, it kind of was how I cut my teeth as a kid, you know? Um, yeah. 
real world education, not just books, you know? But uh, with two little girls, I wasn't really, I didn't want to like just dump them. Hey, I like this house. This, the elementary schools are rated too. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go here because I really like living in this house. So that's how we ended up where we are now. I mean, no one moves out here except for the schools. Right. Oh, yeah. Like when, oh, yeah. when people's kids graduate in this neighborhood, that house is up for sale. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And they're either going it's to the beach. Place, it's a, exactly. It's a great place to live. Don't get me wrong. Like, and raising kids here is fantastic. There's always community activities. You know, we have like our own little shopping center. We got our own little town, town center, town square, whatever. Yeah. We got the, uh, like the little pool place, what we call them clubhouses. Haven't been to one in a couple of years, but I mean, th- there's plenty of stuff to do. And mm-hmm. for the kids, it's great. Their friends live right across the street. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't got to go drive them 20 miles and drop them off somewhere and then wonder what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they can run back across the street, whatever. I forgot my iPad charger, whatever, yeah. you know. Well, I like it. I like the community just because of the community aspect of it. Like I was talking to Lindsay the other day about it and how I feel like if your kid was down near us, we all look out for each other's kids. You know what oh, I mean? 100%, 100%. If, if some weird shit goes down, I wouldn't want to be that weird guy, person, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work out for you there, buddy. <laughs> That's actually been <laughs> tested, tried, and true. At that church, we had that incident like a year ago. Exactly. Like, those kids, and, and boy, they were... He didn't know. He's, he's probably locked up somewhere. Now. Oh, I mean, he, all I'm saying is that guy is lucky that it wasn't in our cul-de-sac. Well, do you want to actually tell the story a little bit so people listening know what you guys are talking <laughs> yeah. about? Well, essentially, what was it? So, like, some kids were playing in the Park Square area, and yes. then they come to walk home, and this, like, uh, adult, maybe, what, like, mid-30s or whatever, like most of the people that live here, 30s to 40s or whatever, uh, is following them home, like saying stuff, and I think maybe like slapped them in the back. He of the head put one of them in the headlock. Yeah, yeah. And then it was then it was the two kids of had them. The, it was, yeah, and the kids had the right like sense of mind to like walk towards that church. That's mm-hmm. like the, yes. the community. And then I guess they go walking in, and the guy was trying to say like, "Oh, these are my kids," but the kids' faces tell the story. They were yep. like, no, he's not. <laughs> uh, the man or the lady that recognized it. Played it off super cool, like kind of cut off into a run, or like somebody took, like kept the kids company while someone was calling nine one one. Yeah, just saying right, you know. And then he got swarmed on, boys and blue, and uh, oh, that yeah. was a rap check. Well, you know what's weird though is I think that's not the first time he's been busted for something like that. No, he actually wasn't from like Ohio or something because I remember it was like a thing after it happened. I, I want to say Ohio because I think it was Ohio. It was somewhere. Up there in the great United States of right, um, yeah, he had a he had a sheet for like the same stuff. So why people get people that do things like that and they end up getting out of jail? Why is he out of jail? I That's know. a whole another episode for sure. Yeah, because we're on the intro right now, <laughs> <laughs> and we're already uh, we're already eleven minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you I was on that podcast. It was like 20 minutes and we did an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where we're going to be tonight. I feel it. All right. But that's okay. Um, so I wanted to jump into how you got your start in the restaurant biz. I know you kind of alluded to, you know, your buddy contacting you and saying, hey, I want to get into the Tampa area. Are you interested? But is that it? I mean, you don't you don't just jump right into Oh hell no, hell no! It's a restaurant. People are we're our own breed. You know, we we uh we're a certain type of person, and all different kinds of people at the same time. 
Uh, when I was 16, um, I wouldn't say I was a troubled youth. We were always doing some kind of bad shit, you know? There's always something that we think is funny that's really bad. And uh, my friend's mom, she waitress at this diner, and she's like, you boys are getting jobs dishwashing at the diner working. Like, All right, cool, whatever. So my first job was a dishwasher in a diner, and I always say that, and I say I'm still a dishwasher in a diner, but now I own it, you know? Right, right. Uh, but I go, some days I'm a cook, some days I'm a... Well- I've seen you do all kinds of shit in there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so she took us in and we just got hired. We started working. And, uh, it's kind of like the vibe. It's, it's just I, the diner was actually one that I grew up going to. It was Coffee's. And we used to make this taco salad. And it was kind of ghetto. Like the, the base of the taco salad was Doritos. Uh, that ain't ghetto. That's the <laughs> shit right there. And, and well, ghetto can be the shit. Yeah. yeah. With that. yeah. But, uh, so anyways, I worked there for a while. There's a million stories to tell there. And then I was just like, I was like okay, I, I like this. This is where I like, this is what I'm doing. You know, right. I'm in school, but I was still working like late night. We didn't fall. Nobody fought like the labor laws. I never asked for a break. Like, gosh, what am I going to take a 15, 20 minute break and come back to a mound of dishes? No, I'm going to knock this shit out right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's just a work ethic. You know, some kids be like, no, I need my 30 minute break. And I'm like, some chicken tenders, please. And then they're going to be there all night catching up. And not me. I'm like, let's go. You got something for me to do. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, was, I, I always took interest in the kitchen, like the cooks. I'd always watch them cooking, like their banter and like their flow tree, you know, working together. And, you know, some kitchens are better than others, obviously. But some guys, you can tell them working together for a long time and they anticipate each other's needs. And then yeah. uh, I kind of just started. I, there's probably not a restaurant in my hometown I did not work at between the ages of like 16 and 20, you know, Um just and it wasn't like getting fired. I just like I'd find a better opportunity, or I just wanted to learn something different. I wanted to learn more. Like okay, I feel like I've learned all I can learn in my position uh, at this place. And then I got my when I was working at a steakhouse. I'm a little bit older. I think I was like 18. I noticed like all the girls are on the front of the house. I was like well, I want to talk. I want to hang out with them all day, not these smelly guys. <laughs> yeah. So then. Uh, I ended up going to another place saying I had experience, which I didn't. But then, you know, you learn a menu, you know, you know how to talk to people. I mean, that's that's half the job right there. Exactly. It's a good, it's a good personality and uh, being able to multitask, 110% multitask, keeping things in your head and not screwing them up when you get to the computer. Right. Uh, so I started doing that. And then like a year later, uh, I befriended this woman. She owned a Italian restaurant, which is still crushing it to this day. My buddy's actually part owner now and general manager or whatever but uh i started on the floor there and the next thing i know was managing and then like i was always getting like the highest sales like they never sold bottles of wine even they offered them and i would always sell them. i was like i'm just gonna sell my bottle i don't gotta keep running back with glasses i sell my bottle right now <laughs> right now and now i can like pick up like three of the tables because they're good on their booze for now and just like the multitasking just just like i couldn't sit in that chair in the in the, in the classroom i gotta be moving right gotta be moving mm-hmm. gotta be talking i gotta be vibing and then, uh, yeah, you know, so I kind of got nuts. I liked being on the floor, a uh, little less responsibility. Once you get into management, now you're like, you know, a lot of things depend on you. Like your things got to go right. If someone doesn't come in, you're coming in, like you're picking up slack. And there's more times than not, you know, growing up anyways, my experience was there's always slack to pick up. Uh, and you got to be always willing to do it. But uh, I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn like the finding. I wanted to learn, uh, like, how much does it cost to do this? Like, uh, how much is payroll? If they're paying me this much and there's 30 people in here, 
I know we all don't get paid the same. The cooks get paid a different rate than like the tip staff. Like, how, how, what is, how much is that? How much does this place make? So I started paying attention to not just my sales, but the daily sales of the restaurant. Right. And then, you know, seeing what the weekly sales were and like the month. Like, oh, I wonder how much. But these aren't questions I would ask the owner. Like, hey, how much is your rent here? You know? <laughs> I was a little, a little shy to do that. I didn't know if I was stepping on a toe or making like a weird conversation because I was young, you know. But then, yeah, I just kind of later on, I steered away from the managerial role, like maybe like a head bartender or something like that was more like something I was more interested in. That's I like to come and go, you know, give me my five shifts. I like to clock in at four, clock out at 11. Uh, in New York, it was different because you'd be clocking out at like 4 a.m. You know, <laughs> yeah. Bars stay open a little later. You're coming home and like the suits are going to work. It's a little, little strange sometimes. And you're definitely not coming home sober at like 7 a.m. Um, but either way, I just, I, I like the growth yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not satisfied being stagnant. I always want more, not in a selfish way. Just I, I want to keep learning. I always want to learn and not even about restaurants, but making stuff in my hands in my garage yeah. or, or trying to figure out how to do this one project, that project it's trial and error. And that's, it. you get better by failing over and over again. You, you don't learn much from getting it right the first time mm-hmm. yeah well it helps mental- just the way to do it yeah exactly it exactly. helps with your mental health too to 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 keep your brain active because if you're coasting what are you doing mm-hmm. you're yeah. essentially you're resting coasting. yeah you're resting yeah. you're coasting you're coasting to the grave i'm looking it, for that rocky ride baby. yeah <laughs> i mean it, rocky ride you have to give yourself something to work towards and when you have it all like have it all i do that finger quotes because some people think that like I'm happy with my job. I'm happy with this, blah, blah, blah. I'm good. But it's like, no, you're not. You're settling. Yeah, you're settling and you need to strive for more because eventually it's going to catch up to you and you're going to be in depression mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like every day is the same. Like my days, I I just know by 6.30 in the morning, something's going to go down somewhere. Yeah. Especially as you grow as a company. Um, And then uh, I'm going to visit her. Hello, good night. Good night. <laughs> okay, I'll come in. I'll come in there in a little bit. It's all There's good. The, the, the other one probably won't even show us beyond. I'm gonna leave but, that. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, whatever. <laughs> we, don't, we don't. We don't do edits around here. No, <laughs> no. Um, where were we? The kids always throw me off. No, it's all good. <laughs> I, I think we've got. No, don't plateau. Is the point yeah. we were making? Yeah, don't plateau. Keep it's climbing being you're satisfied like i've always been happy with jobs i've had or satisfied it's just the 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 necessity in my mind to know more you're never gonna know it all no Mm -hmm. no matter who you are no matter how much you think you're never gonna know it all and i don't want to know it all if you if you strive to know it all yours it's a it's an endless goal you know and i don't really have like a goal to reach i just want to keep want to keep in that ladder not like in a an ownership status because I'm an owner, but just climbing that that ladder of knowledge. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You gotta you gotta exercise your brain too. Everybody says physical health, blah blah blah, but you know, ec- brain exercise is good. Absolutely. I mean, you talked about you know being in Maryland and the idea of seasonal depression. It's something that Russ and I have talked about at nauseum at this point. <laughs> and then even to the idea of you know just not pursuing anything anymore will lead to depression so oh yeah absolutely oh, yeah. i think everything idle hands idle hands is the devil's play thing there you go absolutely 
Keep it moving, baby. So since your your partner, they they brought you in. Do you know the inspiration behind the name Canopy Road? Yeah, so we've the, had so, so many debates about this, Chris. I need you to clear this up. <laughs> she says she I'll, I'll and our daughter says Canopy Roads. Stop it! Well, there are multiple locations. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess if you want to say it like that, yeah, she's not wrong. Uh, but uh, so essentially, like, so yeah, I mean, like I said, Dave has been my friend since we were little kids. Our other partner, Brad, they were college roommates, and I remember when I was going to school in Orlando. Number two, <laughs> I love you. When uh, there was a warp tour back in the warp tour days, mm. I don't even know if that's still a thing, but this is early 2000s. And uh, Dave's like, Hey, man, I want to come down the warp tour. Can I stay with you? I was like, Hell yeah, dude. He's like, Can my roommate come? I was like, Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> we're, go- we're going with a gang. Yeah. You go to the warp tour with like one dude. You, you can't. Like freaking 15, 20 people, you know, you're having a blast. So Brad comes down with my, with my buddy Dave. And uh, we hit it off. He does music. I'm a music guy. And you know, Dave's a lifelong friend. And we just, we're having a great time with this thing. And we just all became a circle of friends from then on out. So I was, uh, I remember when before Canopy, there was another restaurant, uh, Jenny's Lunchbox, that my partner Dave acquired when he got out of college because that's where he was working. And the couple was like, our age now, like, hey, we're moving to Costa Rica. Do you want to buy the restaurant? He's supposed to be going pre-med, but he's like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll take the restaurant. Yeah, so he buys the restaurant, you know, and then, uh, yeah, I'm good. So anyways, he was doing that, but then you kind of outgrow it. it. It was very small, and then so him and Brad came up with the Canopy Road concept, and then there was one, not much money to go around, you know, you're borrowing from here, borrowing oh, from yeah. there. No banks want to really mess with you. You're young kids. You don't have, like, any business equity, so to speak, and then uh, two years later, the next one pops up. But the first one, the road that it's on, was called uh, Canopy Road. It's Canopy by Tree. So gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like people will name their restaurant from like the avenue they're on, yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. So that's essentially where that was birth. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely. It was birth did? <laughs> that's where the chicken laid the egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so it was like a it was like a two year plan, like uh, kind of like Publix. And every two years, new Publix popping up in the same damn neighborhood. So it was like <laughs> two years from one to two, another like two years. Then there was the fourth, but now there's four, crushing. We're all crushing, and it's kind of not a saturated market. It's like, man, where do we go now? And that's where kind of Tampa came in to fold right. because my partner Brad is actually from Tampa originally. So I was like, yeah, I'll go to Tampa. Let's go. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So we found a space. It was the first, uh, I believe it was the first ground up build. Oh, uh, no, I think it was the second ground up build. But like the whole strip was, it was like a whole brand new strip. Wow. You know? uh, so when I walked in, there was actually us and bootleggers, our neighbor, uh, okay. as one big parcel. And we were the second business to move in and get to work. And it was so much fun to me watching it go from a concrete slab to like metal studs for the walls and then like building soffits, designing a kitchen, you know, running electric, dropping lights, dropping the ceiling grid. I mean, and then drywall, this and that. And then the floor, like watching it all is because when they got like teams working, it's, it takes a little bit of time, but there's like every day something's new. Oh yeah. Like, holy shit. So I was there every day because when I moved here, I wasn't aware that it was going to take a year for it to open. Because wow. the strip wasn't even done built when I moved down here. I was like, 
damn, I think we sold our house a little too early. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, like, now I got to find, like, little jobs to do. And, like, I can't just sit home. Mm-hmm. We, we made a couple bucks from selling our house or whatever. Um, but still, like, burning all that cash because now we moved into the neighborhood we're in. It's not, like, necessarily the, the cheapest area, sure. you know? So it's like, okay, so I still got to go not just find something to do. Like, I need some money, mm-hmm. you know? So you really, you kind of, it's, it's, the restaurant business, uh, from an owner standpoint, hundred percent, it's a big gamble. You got to be confident oh, in your yeah. product, your people, you know, uh, and your location. Location is huge too. So as we found out in one of our other locations, which is now relocated to this neighborhood, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I, I was before I got that call from him to come down here. I was actively talking to a contractor. I found a space in there because I was going to open up a breakfast place in Maryland. Oh, so wow. I've already been talk. I've already been talking to Dave because he's because he had been there, done it, not just owning, but like the going through the whole process, all the red tape, yeah, all the government stuff, all the state stuff, you know, all the licensing and all that. So I, I was call- I, there was a point I was calling Dave like every day because I was getting really close to pulling a trigger with this contractor and in uh, signing a lease. And then that's when he called me, and I was like, you know what, I'm game. Let's go. Yeah. There so you I go. Down and and that's where it all uh that's where it all got going. And again, yeah, when yeah. we open it up, it's still like you're like, okay, all the eggs are in a basket. Um and you know, it takes time and being that the strip was brand new, like so the the back of the building actually faces the main street. Like all the facade, all the pretty stuff is facing the parking lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Back, you know? Yeah. So which is a odd way to build a building. Either way. <laughs> There's no businesses there, so there's no names on the back of the building. It just looks like a huge storage. Right. Is what is what the building looked like. And then it has Campy Road Cafe, like in the corner on one side. <laughs> yeah. we, we tend to stick with end caps because then you can get some outdoor seating. For sure. Mm-hmm. You gotta have the indoor outdoor. But anyways, uh so I wouldn't say it was a struggle at first, but I mean you're overstaffing because if it does get busy, you don't wanna leave a bad taste in people's mouth. Uh, no pun intended. But like, but <laughs> perfectly service, but intended. Like, that was you perfect. Get like, you know, you got two girls on the floor or guys, whatever, and then you know, day three, like the place gets mobbed. You know, so you put all hands on deck, and uh, it's just a balancing after that because, like, with all these people, if we're not making money, I still got to pay all these people. You know, and you know, I still got to pay this rent, and so really grassroots. I mean, I I was going to local businesses with like. A, to go to menus and i'm like uh hey uh we just finished construction at my restaurant down the street and one of your guys was walking by and asked me for a to-go menu he said he worked here and i pretend like i'm looking back there like looking to see him so i don't see him back there but here's some menus yeah. hustling dude oh hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah going through parking lots is hitting up people's windshield wipers that's whatever, the way you know. to do it and then, like a month in, you start. And the, the thing is, when you get the people in, you gotta retain them. You know, right. I want to turn everybody that walks through my door into regular, not just from a, uh, a financial standpoint. But it's like when you see someone coming back, it's like you you know you're doing. Yes. Yes. Know, yes. Return, return customers, you know. Uh, so we man, we got guys in there. Like I said, in all the stores that we just know by name, we know know half their life story, you know. Sometimes it's a couple. Sometimes it's just like one guy sitting at the bar. Uh, sometimes it's a, a family, you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, but we, I, I really get off on that. I, I love that feeling of people knowing, like, you want something good to eat. You want, you want to be around a good gang of, uh, of people, yeah. you know, like, 
that's what we do. This is, sure. this is family in this place. You know, we don't turn nobody away. Mom, that's a whole other story. But mostly, no. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> nobody's perfect. <laughs> we, there, I mean, we do deal with the general public, and the doors open to anybody. But sometimes, oh something. yeah, some wacky jobs just come walking up. In. I was going to ask that question, and I think I think you should answer it. You know, what what is a crazy customer story? You don't have to obviously don't name names or anything, but what is like the either the weirdest or the worst thing you've had to deal with from a customer? Yeah, take crazy, positive, or negative, however you want to take that. Yeah. I mean, there's been there's been a handful for sure, you know, over the years. Uh you know, some people are just hanging right up between the ears, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think of one that's not too crazy, but uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes you get like we've had a couple creepers. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. comment, like because it's mostly like girls that are employed up front. It's not like by plan or model. Just I'm girl power, man. I got two girls. Oh yeah, you know myself, and like I just feel like all the girls vibe real good together. You know, with a small staff, we're we're, we're small, you know, small restaurants. You know, uh, especially the store here in the neighborhood, but uh. You know, every now and then you get you get some guys that cross. I will always one hundred percent stick up for my staff for sure. Uh, if they're well, if they're in the right, you know, uh, yeah, if they're in the right. Oh, I tell them as I'll always have y'all's back. Please come to me if there's an issue before it becomes a big issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy to put out the fire on the stove. It ain't easy to put out the fire when it's your whole house up fire. You know? Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then sometimes you can you can fix things with a conversation. You know, and it's different when like the big guy comes and talks to you, like you know you're out of line, you know you're you're it, it you I got my eyes on you now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you cross that line now, you know, you're gonna have to find somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there's so there's been there's been a, a person or two like that. We had this wild incident. So man, I had just left one of the stores. This is a while back. And uh, we have a big outdoor seating area at one of the stores. You don't have one of them Waffle House stories, do you? <laughs> no, but it, it was equally strange. You know, it's like a beautiful day. I think it was like a Saturday or something. I remember it was a busy day, maybe Friday or Saturday. I don't remember. Uh, I leave and I get a call from one of the girls like, there's a guy outside with a gun. I'm like, Ooh. what? I'm like, what? And uh, so... Yeah, <laughs> and I'm almost I'm almost back home, you know. And I'm like, what's going on? Is, is everybody okay? Whatever. And they're like, somebody walked onto the backpack that wasn't eating with us, you know. Um, just this crazy younger guy, he like had a rifle strapped to his back and he was walking around with a machete. And people oh. are nuts, man. And it scares the shit out of everybody, obviously. Well, yeah. It scares the shit for me. And uh, so everybody comes running inside. And now the people that are already inside eating, having a good time. <laughs> what? How did 30 people just come running out <laughs> the door, you know? And then uh, obviously cops get called to me. Like, oh, yeah. Call the cops. She's like, yeah, I called the cops. And now I'm calling you. Like, okay. Because I always tell them, if this is anything like huge, call the cops. And then let me. Mm-hmm. But call me right afterwards. <laughs> but uh, the cops had came and like the kid, like there's a hotel at the other side of the parking lot too. And he like, Assuming he ditched his rifle and machete, like oh, there's like woods everywhere over there, and the cops are like, trying to talk to him. And it's not like, well, you need to leave. You need to leave. He didn't have no weapons on the could do nothing. Well, have nothing on him at the time. 
And um, yeah, trespass. And that's the thing. Like messing with a breakfast lunch place, you know who my earliest customers are every single day. <laughs> Police officers. It's 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 them guys, man. Yeah, it's coffee guys, ladies. Yep. You know they come in, they have a little powwow in the morning. Oh yeah, to it, keeping us safe on the daily. Yeah, but uh, that's you know. I love cops going to my restaurant. I, when I see them guys, you know, I'm buying some coffee, whatever, you know, hey, good morning. How are we doing? You'll be safe out there, whatever. But yeah, I guess like they're waiting for the guy to leave. And I guess he was waiting for them to leave because he probably wanted to betray his shit in the woods. Mm. But they, oh, yeah. Happened, so they waited him out and he had left. I don't know if they ever found this stuff. This people out in the woods, like searching for stuff. But like, he probably dumped in the woods. So they probably found out. Never saw the kid again. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are saying right in the head. So sometimes you get stuff like that. And, I tell you, like after like the pandemic thing, you know, like you know, people are all cooped up and all that. Uh, oh, you know, we're we're in the service industry. You know, we're service with a smile. But man, I noticed like when things started opening back up, people a little more rough around the edges. Well, like, uh, some people some people didn't take too well up here being cooped up, and boy, they, like people would fly off the handle off of someone. Oh yeah, minuscule things. And I mean, I've had. I mean, and it's not just my restaurant. I have other friends that own multiple restaurants, and it's the same story. Mm-hmm. It's not just here at Canopy. It was everywhere. It's kind of tapered down now a little bit. It's not as often, but man, when it first opened back up. The Karens and Kyles were wild. It. And it's not just that. Like, even when they lift, like, mask mandates, uh, you got people, like, just put your mask on. Like, a customer yelling oh, yeah. at another customer. And I'm like, what? what is... And what do I do? Mm-hmm. What do I do? You, you got to keep everybody happy. And yeah. Happy. You don't want to keep take sides at that ice ball. Hey, but uh, I'll sit y'all over here. here. And, and six feet. how are you supposed feet. to eat with that fucking mask on? Yeah, well, <laughs> it was just, uh, it was just, it was, it, it was a real wild time. Because at the time when we were all getting fed everything, you just like, I mean, you thought the world was about to end. Yes. And it's like, mm-hmm. if the world doesn't end, is business going to survive? And uh, if business doesn't survive, then what do I do then? Yeah. You How know? do you feed your kids? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a, I'll tell you the most stressed year, year and a half of my life. I'm sure. Was that, was that time? Yeah, I bet. Because you're still like, you know, when you open up a new restaurant, you're paying that construction especially from a ground up build it's not cheap you know yeah you're paying that loan for five to seven years mm-hmm. you know and it's not like a fifteen hundred dollar a month payment you know it could be anywhere from six to ten grand a month paying that loan off you know on top of your rent on top of your utilities on top of your payroll on top of your fee costs you know and then when you have uh the inflation you know just skyrocket oh, yeah. up like your margins just get crushed you mm-hmm. know and then when you are kind of forced to you know do some adjustments on your menu you got most people understand because they see it at the grocery store. You know, they're paying five dollars for that gallon of milk now. It's paying yeah. five dollars for that, that twelve days. So when they come here and it's a dollar more for your entree, they get it. But then you'll get a couple people that are just, uh, you know, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. just you got to roll with the punches sometimes. It's always service with a smile. You know, you never necessarily play with a customer, but uh, you know, sometimes it's a little tough to bite that lip. For sure. I am so proud of you, though. Especially in that moment. I am so proud of you, though, because you have a Florida man story. Like, that is probably the first real Florida man story that we've had from somebody on the show. So, congratulations. You have our first Florida man story. The ones that I cared to air. Yeah, right, right, right. We'll talk about the other ones (laughs) Absolutely. Fair enough. So, um, what, what unique challenges have you faced 
being a small business? Like what? What? Well, I mean, you just kind of hit on a couple, right? Yeah, Yeah. but I mean, there's got to be. When the eggs went skyrocket, I couldn't, I can't imagine what your costs were. Like 70, 80%. You know what I sell a whole lot of is eggs. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure everything on your menu has egg. (laughs) Back in the day when you're cooking on that grill, someone's over easy and you're like, oh man, that thing went like over well over medium. You just scrape it off, throw it in the trash can. I'm like. <laughs> you know, it hurts your soul. Now it's like, man, now you gotta try. <laughs> How many? I'm watching like, man, y'all better watch some tennis on that. Hey, <laughs> and make sure you have to really, and you don't want to mic. Nobody wants someone to micromanage you. Get through. Ask one. It's your business. And it's like, you know, if, if your business isn't making money, it's not a business. You know, it, it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's an expensive hobby if you're not making money. Yeah. You know, or you just go broke. Yes. You know? But uh, like this then, podcast. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> then, you got, then you just got people out of people out of jobs. And, you know, I lo- I love my staff, and I really, I really, genuinely love my staff. I've done I've done a lot of like uh, good things for people uh, on my staff without like you know your character is not like uh, hey look what I just did for this guy yeah like off to the side you got you know I've had you know like dishwasher like oh man like hey what's up man what's up smiley. This guy used to go smiling because he's always smiling. Great attitude, you know. One of my dishwashers like, well, what's up, man? You're not smiling. He's like, the lights got cut off. I was like, the lights, what do you mean? Like, like in your house, and he's got a couple kids and stuff. She, your lecture got cut off? And it's not, no, it's not that he's not getting paid. Some people just aren't good with their money. Oh, yeah. You know, for there's a million reasons to, have, a million ways to not. Well, you just said it. Inflation has screwed a lot of people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, how much is your life going? He told me, I went down to the bank, got some cash, handed it to him. He said, oh, man, thanks so much. He's like, oh. I said, don't pay him back. Just, he's worth it. Always showed up to work. Yeah. Hard worker. Great attitude. I, I want nothing less. That's that's the trinity. Yes. Uh, I was like, don't worry about it, man. Just go call. You got to call. Get them damn lights put back on, dude. And now you got a month until they shut off again. So don't be missing their shifts, you know? <laughs> but uh. You know, like uh, I had an employee, like their their dad died. I gave them money for some flowers I went to bring. And it's just like, th- these people are like my family. Yeah. You know, like when, when, when they hurt, I hurt. When they're going through some shit, I'm going through some shit. And then as you expand as a business, and you got a lot of employees, and you got a lot of people going through shit. Boy, you're going through some shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. so, then you got to deal with your own shit, too. You know? On top of it all. So that's, that's like my, not my Achilles heel, but it's like that bittersweet thing is I care a lot. Right. I care, well, I care a lot about my business, but I care a lot about people, you know, which is why I do what I do because of the the amount of new people you see all the time and, and the 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 friendships that you like cultivate, you know, like these my you know, I got a lot of people that that I know and chat with mostly these days is through social media or whatever, but uh, right. I mean, but they're friends that I've met through restaurants, whether they're customers, employees. Or, or co-workers, you know, uh, that's just, you kind of, we're all human, you know what I mean? But to be a, a human restaurant worker, yeah. you, you're really, you're really kind of click on a lot of things. You know, you deal with that general public, you deal with the ups and downs, you, you know, I mean, I guess everybody kind of does in their own way or whatever, but we do it together, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, I, that, that that's like my numero you know, it's not to like, I'm not going to be a millionaire on cafe nor do i care to be but i want to be like financially stable give my girls a good life yes I'm just 
I just, if I can do that, doing what I love doing, they, they do say, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's bullshit. <laughs> I work every goddamn day. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's why I tell, you know, and a lot of people, and I was guilty of this too when I was younger, like, I'd see like the business drivers like, shit, man, I can own the restaurant. This shit's easy. And then you do it. Mm-hmm. And I've had employees over the years like, man, I'm about to be looking for like, you, you about to get slapped upside the head by that, by that thing called real life. Yeah. <laughs> when you got to talk to that bank, you go get a contract. And he's like, it's going to cost about 600 grand to open that. Like, 600, like thousand? Like, yeah. Like, oh, let me just go to the bank. And that bank's and like, oh, you want $600,000 from us? Like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> for what? Uh, there's like, a lot of people kind of just, you know, I do a, as an owner, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that uh, I don't expect everybody to know because I didn't know until I was doing it. You mm-hmm. know? But, uh, you know, so sometimes when people say some things, you just kind of like, oh, uh-huh, yeah, like, like, like they don't know it. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to school you on it or offend you by saying, no, nah, it ain't like that. Trust me, it is not like that. Right. You'd be ready to want to slam your head up against that wall. Great. <laughs> Pray there's a stud behind that drywall. <laughs> yeah, right. Bang head here. There's a lot of days. There's a there's a lot of days like that, but it's all worth it, you know. When oh you have yeah. A great concept. When you have great partners, great staff, great customers. I mean, shit. I, I couldn't ask for nothing more. You know, I'm perfectly happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. With who I'm doing it with, you know, and how I'm doing. It. So I want to. You can always do you. better. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, that's same, the same thing goes with your, you know, always learning. It's, it all goes hand in hand, strive to do better, strive to be better, like constantly stay in motion. But, uh, has it been more difficult to hire people because of these minimum wage hikes and things like that? Well, even Gen Z, like, is that impacting any of your hiring? So I have a friend that is, a landscaper and he does all the irrigation in our area and he has told me multiple times that he has had major difficulty hiring people because truthfully like he doesn't make a lot on jobs landscaping it's not real you you don't get rich off that and he's a very small business and he can't find someone that will want to help him dig ditches for irrigation for any less anything less than like 30 bucks an hour. So he can't do it. So he's out there grinding all day, every day, doing it himself. Are you going through the same type of struggles? Because so, I truthfully think a lot of it has to do with the government giving a lot of people handouts. Well, I think there's a percentage there for the generation, too. But. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of people, they think right out of college, they're going to get this, like, high flute and suit job, which is mm-hmm. not going to happen. You know, you have to work your way into that. Yeah, reality, reality is a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got to face it eventually, you know. For sure. I, like I said, I'm guilty. I, I was. We I all are. Think, you know, when I was younger, like, man, I'm about to, because I, I went to school for music. And when I moved to New York, man, I want to fucking be P. Diddy up in this. Like, I'm going to produce, like, the best, you know, multi-platinum album, like, by next summer. And then you get there, and you're like, oh, well, okay. Uh, I'm working for free at a studio. Yeah. $15 a day. And that gets me a slice of pizza at Coke. And, uh, and you're bringing them coffee. 
Oh yeah, well, you definitely. So when I went to the first studio I worked at, the only studio I worked at, the luxury to me was was uh, when Noel was using a studio, I had full reign, and it's right. all like multi million dollar equipment. You know, that was what I got out of it for know? sure. But then you know when the bills got to get paid, I'm like shit, I got to even be like a job. So I was like juggling like bartending and going to the studio in the morning, bartending at night. So there's really no rest for the wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, don't want to be doing. But to make money at doing that, and the way that technology changes, man, it's like, man, you can do, I could do that same shit right here in this room talking to you in, that I was doing in those big studios. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, look at look at us. We're, look at us now. Yeah, look exactly. at us now. <laughs> yeah, right now. It's like that, you know? But yeah, as far as like the whole hiring thing, there was a huge struggle. There the, a bittersweetness to this now when people lost employees. I tried to, when you had to cut back your staff, COVID. Yeah. You know, I don't got shit for everybody. I can't just eat shit on payroll. Like, I don't need three cooks in my kitchen. We're doing $300 of sales all day. You know, like, you know, because your restaurant is shut down. Oh, thankfully, we live in the state of Florida. We were allowed to do to go in like 20 cents or something like that. And it's like, you have a table sitting here, like four tables down, another table, you know, and then they threaten you, like, hey, if we catch people sitting too close, we're going to shut you down. You know, where yeah. you get, you got, and, and you didn't really understand or, you only knew it was as serious as they were telling you. For sure. Time. And I'm not like getting into a political thing about that or whatever, but I mean, you're no. really just kind of, you're, you're at the mercy. But yep. really the government is, is, is messing with livelihoods at that point. And I, I, I have a major issue with that. I mean, it's a person's choice, in my opinion. I'm not trying to do it either, but it's a person's choice. If you want to go eat, you have to eat regardless. It's the risk you're willing to yeah, take. Right. If you don't yeah. want to, or if you want to wear a mask, have fun. If you don't want to go out. Pancakes, and people have said there's a die for Yes. That's not too. Funny. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So I attribute <laughs> my personality, my relationship with my staff where, so when, when I had to not let people, I didn't fire anybody, but I really had to scale back. So right. anybody that was a single mother or, uh, or, or a cook had a kid that was, and, and they were good at their job. That's who I was keeping. That's mm-hmm. who I was giving shit to. Yeah. You got to support a family. Like, cause me, if I didn't have wife and kids, I'd I, I, I slept in the stairwells, like, you know, but if you got a kid and you're good at your job, I'm, I will find you hours. Yep. You pay. And I, and you know, when I order my food, I don't just buy like six tomatoes. I get like cases of tomatoes, cases of eggs. So when everything first got shut down, you know, I'm like giving away food because it's going to go bad. I'm not yeah. going to, I can't sell it. I can't people in my restaurant. So I'm giving away food and, you know, I'm keeping people on that I can. I, I didn't let anybody go because where are they going to go? They're not going to get another job somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And it was like a boom of like the uh, work from home thing too. Kind of started after that. But, but I had a good staff, so I didn't really have to acquire staff. Mm-hmm. Now, as we started to open back up, my staff was more than happy to uh, most of them, the vast majority, yeah, ready, willing, and able to come back. Yeah, oh, so happy to be back with the girl. Oh, that's because of the way you treat yeah. people. Yeah, well, there's there's that, and just like you know, like our customers too were a big part. Our customers were so happy to come back. You know, like it was it was like a beautiful. It was like I don't want to equate it to like you remember like like the community and like the the whole like U.S. like like after nine eleven. Everybody just oh yeah shit everybody. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, I don't want to equate it to that, but it was kind of like that. Like everybody was just happy as shit to be in a building. Oh yeah, no. To one another. 
you know, and that's uh, how we felt moving from VA to here. Yep. Because VA was completely shut down the entire time, like the three years or whatever, before we decided to actually make the plunge and come down here. Three years. Was it three years? No, no. Two years? A year and a half. COVID started 2020. We moved in 2021. Okay. Math. 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 So I had had a lot of friends up north that were successful that just boomed. Businesses just tanked, went down. Yeah. Uh, Because of weird regulations and forced shutdowns. It's messed up. So where I did hit the hurdle as far as the hiring thing is when we uh, were very... uh, not to say we feel like we're bulletproof. We're like, pandemic? Shit, let's open another restaurant. Right. So we opened up another location in South Tampa in the middle of this shit going down. We're like, wait. And then, like, my talent pool to hire people was very slim. And, like, I'm getting close to open my doors, and I got, like, two people. You know? Wow. If you, show, if you showed up for an interview, you were hired. Right. You you've got two toes and uh, half a brain. You're hired. Yeah. You don't know how, you don't know how to cut an onion. Well, I need a bot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And then recipe for disaster, especially when it comes to launching a brand new business. Right. Because the people are going to come out to eat because they're allowed to come out to eat now. But people, the talent pool and, and the amount of people that want to work. Now, I get it. Some people don't pay their people good. Some people treat their employees like shit. I don't, mm-hmm. you know. But when you're hiring people, they don't know you like that yet. Right. You don't have that relationship. So no one's like jumping over fences and running through walls to come work at your place. Right. There's like, oh, it's just another one of those assholes. Yeah, but why is that, though? Because is it... Is it- there's a, there's, it's, there's no one reason. It's a whole lot of reasons. I know, but you know, do you think people are getting paid more money to stay home than they are? That's working. that's my point, and that's the issue that this landscape guy's having. They're getting paid more to stay at home. So why are? I mean, you're you're legitimately com- competing with the federal government to hire people. Yeah, see, I I have firsthand like before I was even into the restaurant. So one of my friends used to own this communications company. Like when I had my first daughter. Uh, he was like, look, man, I got this sweet side gig for you. He had a, uh, a contract with like Cox Cable. Yeah. It's essentially if you didn't pay like your, your cable bill, you know, they still want the boxes back. Like, oh, all their tech is on those boxes in your house. For sure. Cause like, so what you do is I'll give you a list every morning. You know, you drive around, you got a 30 foot extension ladder, you know, on your truck. Actually, I had a Honda Accord, and I strapped that big boy in there. <laughs> I never got pulled over. Cause if I hit them, like, I just strapped this shit. I'm like, and, and the straps running through the inside of my car. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over the ladder and then hopefully it didn't rain. I mean, well, no, I got I got the windows rolled up to it. I didn't have hardly the AC was shot out of thing. So you're just riding. It's so loud. I got this huge ladder on top of my car. But it's so pretty much like I would go to like the telephone pole that their cable's on, you trying to do it. I'd climb up this 30-foot ladder. Um you know, snip their cable, like put like this little thing on it so they can't cap you know, it, reattach it, you know. And I'm up on a 30 foot ladder. I'm not a high student by any means, but I'm trying to get that money. Yeah. Is necessary. I got a, I got a baby now. You know, the deal was, I think like every time you snipped, you got like 10 bucks and every box you retrieved was another 10 bucks. So I go snip and I go knock on the door like, hey, I'm with, you know, the cable company. We had to snip your stuff, you know, for lack of payment. Uh, 
I can go ahead and instead of you taking the boxes back, I can take them back for you, you know, so you don't got to do the trip, whatever. Or if you want to renew your service, you can just keep them, whatever. Or if you just want to like, screw it, I'll take them in because they will charge you. They will, these companies will charge you like $400. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's just, that's just the way they do it. Will anybody ever pay it? Probably not. They're going to collect the sport or whatever. That's just the whole other story. But anyways, if, if I go to a house and they give me four boxes, and I said there's me 50 bucks to go to the house. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you go to some not so great areas and you do climb that ladder, like in the complex, like a upward shoe shape. Mm-hmm. And they see you go up on a telephone pole and everybody start coming outside. Hey, whose cable you cutting up? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, oh, I have to look. It's, it's in the paperwork. It's this cable. <laughs> yeah. And then I had kids like throwing rocks. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, that's dangerous stuff, yeah. man. But the, the, the point of the story is like, I go to some of these places and it'd be like 11 o'clock in the morning, two in the afternoon. There's always just so many people. Mm-hmm. And you know how many times I go knock on a door, just reek of weed. There's like six dudes sitting in there doing nothing, playing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not here climbing a 30 foot fucking ladder thinking i'm gonna die every time yeah mainly because i never use my harness either i just try to get up there sticking oh yeah yeah but uh i'm like i'm out here doing this and then you open your door and you're always having the time in your life like how how do you before i would love to sit home and play my playstation all day how do you do that i mean i know how they do yeah and for it by getting on this goddamn ladder. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy, isn't it? And, and to me, that really bite my ass. And maybe not every house is the same. It's not. No. Some people work nights, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe whatever. But I mean, I tell you, I, I saw some sad shit. I knock on some doors and be like little kids with no diapers on, running around. Yeah. Just like people drinking at like 10 in the morning. It hurts me. I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to say nothing, you know? I'm mm-hmm. just here to essentially, uh, Y'all sitting around here doing nothing and living the good life, and I'm climbing up this fucking ladder thing and die every time I get it. Yeah, <laughs> life we're living right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, Lynn, you want the next question? Sure. So, you we've talked about you have two current restaurants and a third one being built. What's the five year plan? Is there a five year plan? What does it look like in five years? Is there another one? Uh, well, if I haven't driven off a bridge, <laughs> like to, uh, <laughs> Skyway Bridge, right? I, I, no, I'm too scared to go on the Skyway Bridge. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just—I'm not a heights guy, so driving off a bridge, you know, will never. <laughs> I'll never skydive. Mama said there's no reason to jump out of a perfectly good plane. <laughs> I'll never bungee jump. My neck would probably just snap. I just when I see people. Get that whole thing when they get down the bottom line. Like, that doesn't just break you. Uh, I'm just not that guy. But 30 foot ladders are okay. 30 foot ladders are okay. Weren't, but, I, but I had a baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I get that. Recreation? Yeah. Absolutely not. 110% not. But uh, I'm sorry. What was the question again? What does Canopy Road look like? <laughs> what what does Canopy Road look like in five years? Five years, so we we have a strong thought to stay solely in the state of Florida. I mean, we've had people want to uh, franchise out my Salt Lake City. Oh wow! Colorado, like, but I mean, it's it's hard just like kind of put your baby out of sight. You know, yeah, get on a plane five days a week, fly for five hours, and make sure everything's going good. You know, it's your brand. Even though you, you franchise, it's your brand. 
the only franchises we have are in Jacksonville. So two brothers, they're uh, shooting now, I guess they're like mid late 20s. But uh, one of them worked for us for a couple of years, you know, for the company. So he knew, you know, what was going on. Very ambitious, great employee, has zero doubts. They'd be great owners. So him and his brother took it to Jacksonville. But that's still, you know, from Tallahassee to Jackson, yep. it's not that long of a drive. You know, you can make it a couple of days out of it, whatever. It's a little vacation, right. working vacation, whatever. And even down in Tampa, my partner's come to Dallas, four and a half hour drive. You mm-hmm. know, when they come to hang, when we open up a new location, they usually come down, scope it out as the bill gets closer. And they'll come down and spend some time right when it opens to help, you know, like when I'm down here looking at a new build and then getting it off the ground, it's like, there's so many moving. Yep. So many. And it's not just the build. It's not just, but it's like, Oh shit, I got to start staffing or when's too early to staff. If I hire people now, but we don't open for three weeks, I'm going to lose those employees. Mm -hmm. You know, because they're obviously coming to me because they want a job now. And then, uh, just just a million little things and all the little things you didn't see during the build. Oh, we need to put a shelf here or okay, this this would look this would be better over here or this fryer is more efficient if you move it down the line over here. You, you gotta check the flow of the restaurant when it actually opens. Right. So when when they come down it, it helps out so much. And I always respect these guys' opinions and you know the, we've all been there done it, you know, but like when you get the extra sets of eyes and like, what about this? Would this make this? It's all about trying to be better for the customer, for the employees to make things run smooth. Cause it, even if you have the perfect staff and the perfect customer, shit's going to get crazy. Oh yeah. Especially you ever seen my place on like a Sunday when there's like a bulge of people outside the front door, the front lobby's got people just standing around. Mother's day. The kitchen, the kitchen's just got <laughs> tickets hanging from the printer Anybody who's worked in the kitchen has been there, done it, you know, like tickets all across the rail, hanging from the printer, uh, just the grill is full. You're trying to drop on the tables, but you got no room. Get <laughs> stuff going. Oh, shit. I didn't see that. Said no tomato. You know, got to start over on that one. You know, just so much going on. So uh, you want to make that place as efficient as possible for your employees yep. so they can do their job the best way they can, you know. And me, we're not, we're not just like, uh, you know, when people are like, hey, you're in a restaurant, like, we going to eat today, you going to golf, like, no, motherfucker, I'm going to be one of my restaurants playing Mr. Save the mm-hmm. Right, right. Can't just sit back, it's eyes on the prize at all times. It's, I couldn't tell you the last time I went away for like, mm-hmm. you know? so the five-year plan. <laughs> <laughs> Is to take a day off. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually going away this weekend, so it's funny I said that. But uh, I'm going away just Friday and Saturday. I'll be back Sunday. That's my vacation. Yeah. There's been a lot of times where, like, you know, Jesse and the girls are go go away somewhere for like four days, and I can't do it. But usually they'll go to just Orlando or like one of the beaches, so they're like an hour and a half away. So like, okay, after work, I'll haul because we do get off still daytime. Haul us out there. Hey, I'm by the pool for four hours, but I can't even get like tuned up so I can turn on and drive back home because mm-hmm. yeah, I got to work the next day. Um, so that's not really a struggle for me. I kind of like it almost like feels like like some rock star shit. It's like getting on a plane, flying in somewhere for the night, boom, flying back over here. <laughs> I, I, I tell I I configured it in my mind like that, so it doesn't stress me out. Right. Um, the beauty of it is I don't feel like I'm missing out because when I'm at work, my girls rest. Mm-hmm. You know, so when they come home, um. I'm either home already or I'm about to be. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, to them, they're like, Daddy, what are you doing? 
know, but you know, like shit, my day started before you woke up. Mm-hmm. You know? But usually, like, I got it to the point now where you, you have people you trust to open and get things going. You have your managers at this point. So, in five years, to get back to this, I'm a rambler, is to have these three stores running super efficient. Uh, two of the construction loans we had paid off. Um, when that happens, there's a little more money to go around. So, when you hire up, you get your little regional manager, you get your district manager, whatever, yep. you know, so they take some weight off of your plate and now you can kind of enjoy the hard work you put in, you know, and not like retire. But you know what? I'm going to take that week off. Absolutely. I, I might not go. I might just sit in my goddamn bedroom and play PlayStation. <laughs> or I might, I don't ski, but maybe I'll go skiing. Maybe I'll, maybe I won't go skydiving. But, uh, you know, like the, the five-year plan is to have things Cause I always, I've never hired a side manager, never in my life, and I never will. Never hired a, like you want that management spot, and if it's up for grabs, it's going to the best person for the job that's already under my roof. Yeah, it should always promote from within. It's good for team morale, gives people something to strive for. Because some people look at restaurants as like a stepping stone, or if they're in college and they're having aspirations of doing this, that, or the other. I, I have no. I encourage those people to do whatever your dream is. Follow it. One of my favorite employees I had, he was, in, he was, uh, he had been out of school for years, but he went back to school. He wanted to do something with the, the court system or something like that. And, uh, when, as he started getting done with classes, he got offered a job at a courthouse. He's like, Hey, I, he had worked for the company for years. He actually started in Tallahassee and started working on here. It's like, um, I got this job. It's like, what a wife. It's what you want to do. I'm not going to be like, no, don't leave me. I'm not going to be like, oh, that job's going to suck. You'll be back. Like, yeah, go, dude. Yeah. My door will always be open for you if something changes. Go do it. Spread them wings, baby. But people like me, and there's a lot of people in my industry that are like me, they want to take that next step. They want one day, they want to own their own place. It might not be a canopy, maybe they want to open up their own freaking hot dog stand or Italian restaurant, whatever. I'm here for them. And, and if anybody ever has questions with as much, I like I said, I don't know everything, but I know a lot about my business. You know? For sure. So if anybody ever has questions, feel free. I've had other, I don't mention names, but other local restaurant owners reach out. A couple reach out. Well, what do you do about this? And it's usually about the same problem as about inflation. Ah. Or, uh, or, or like Hiring. employer retention. You know, things of that nature. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like me, like I'll see, I kind of ask questions. I'll, I'll do a little recon, you know, like I'll sit at a bar at a diner or I used to. And I'll like, I'll go like three days in a week, you know, like two weeks, talk to the cooks, you know, early in the morning for the business. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? You want the same? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, he developed Man, what, what do they pay you here? Right. Mm-hmm. And not, not trying to steal him, but I want to know, like, what are you getting paid? What's because the going rate? Put an ad out. I'm going to put an ad out, and then it's going to be $2 more than what you're making. Yep. Market research, right? Exactly. You know, you got to do your due diligence. You know, you're a schlub if you don't. You, you got to. That's just one of those things. And like, I've, I've never gone into another business, stolen an employee. I've never done that. But just to kind of ask or like, like, oh, oh like, so, just curious, like, like, how much do you make a week here on the floor? You know, like, uh, just curious. But the same thing with cooks, like really you don't want a revolving door in the kitchen. Right. Sure. The kitchen has to be solid. You know? And not that's, to say that's that a that team, it's right? a server because there's some girls that are just freaking so amazing at their job. 
Like I like to think that I was great at my job. I made great money waiting tables. I made great money bartending. I was shooting shit, made a lot of friends, and you know, you, you'll always get like that guy at the bar that's regular, like man that sells insurance. Damn, you should come work for me. You got that yeah. personality, or like that real estate agent, like man, you could work for me and sell the shit out of some houses, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I don't. Yeah, for people that like doing that, great. That's not me. I like doing what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. If I didn't like doing something, you can ask Jesse. I ain't doing it. Right. Ain't right. It. Yeah, <laughs> you can ask Jesse. I, I, could, I could I could be at a house with local friends or whatever, but when I'm done, I'm not even saying bye. I'm just fucking leaving. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm you not an asshole. Way. That's mm-hmm. that, that's happened. I've been there before. <laughs> where, where the fuck? Where the fuck, Chris? Go. Yeah, everybody hanging out in the garage. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get another drink. I know I ain't. But <laughs> I'm not doing the all right. Well, I gotta go, and then it's a twenty minute. Sidestep to leave. To go. Yeah, I know it is. It, it it's not that I don't like nobody. This is what I'm. I do what I want to do as long as they ain't hurt nobody. Um, when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. I stayed. I already stayed here in my mind thirty minutes on. Uh oh. Oh, there we go. Maybe maybe thirty hours on. <laughs> I don't want to come in the first place. Okay, <laughs> but I'm here, and when I want to go, I'll leave it. You know. So. Well, we heard the five-year plan from you. <laughs> That's like the thirty-year plan. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's the, the, the five-year plan is to definitely have all these bad boys. One is super efficient, being like uh, is there still even in the neighborhood? We get people a couple times a week. Oh, we didn't even know you guys were here. You know, so wow. like, the five-year plan is like uh, everybody. Oh, I've been there six months of this. I still at the one that's been there almost five years now. We get people all the time. We didn't. Our friend told us to come here. We didn't. We live right down the street. Like, how do you live down yeah. the damn street and <laughs> never heard of this restaurant? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. People are confused. Have it. They go where they go. Whatever. But someone recommends something. They check it out. They love it. Boom. Now they're out. Yeah. And I do. I, I go to other breakfast restaurants too. If I'm in the area, I'm not like, well, I'm just like on this place. It's not my place. I'm, I'll go anywhere. Because I just whatever. I, if I feel like eating, I'm going to go eat somewhere. You know? <laughs> It's like, well, I feel like leaving. I'm out. But, uh, <laughs> well, ideally, it, I want all the places running super efficient, mm-hmm. bring some people up, you know, and now they're kind of taking a little weight off of me. And I can kind of, there will, you know, my crazy ass partners will probably like 19 more Tampa. <laughs> That's just how Well, then that might be the answer to my next question. So, what would you do tomorrow if you won $10 million? If you won $10 million tonight? Would you open 19 more Canopy Road? <laughs> no. So, man, if I won $10 million, $10 million tonight, what would you do tomorrow? Boy, well, I'd pray to God I'd wake up and get to enjoy some of the first <laughs> okay. uh-huh. uh, I would definitely uh, throw out some raises. Okay, uh, I would definitely, uh, I don't know. Man, that's a that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. It's not like I just say, like, I'm going on vacation because I couldn't. I'm, I would never just bail on my business. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why the my fuck not? Partners, my, <laughs> my, my partners aren't just my partners, man. They're my homies. I know. I'm just guys, kidding. You know? So I couldn't just, I, I would never do something like that. And I would, what? I would invest like a million in, in, in. and have the other nine million. Hopefully not do something too stupid. But uh, 
No, I would try to. I don't know. That's tough. You know, I did win ten thousand dollars on a scratch off one time. I thought I almost had a heart attack. Ten thousand? That's awesome. I think I've won like two dollars. <laughs> no, so when it was funny, the when I bought, I was in Maryland, okay, and I had a day off. You know, because I worked a lot at the the restaurant I was at. I had I like to get back to back days off. You know, I don't care if it's a Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll work the weekend. That's where the money's at. But uh, we had like a neighborhood grocery store, and it wasn't like a public. It was like a mom and pop grocery store. It was called a garage. And uh, I woke up. It was like a little chilly outside, like brisk. I was a little having a good time in the mornings. I didn't have to go do. I just go play dolls with the girls because they were like babies, and that shit was fun as hell to me. Like laying on the floor, like making voices with the dolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> those are the good old days. So I go to, she's like, we need some milk and bread or some random shit. You know, yeah, kids, there's always milk or eggs or something. So I go <laughs> snowstorm? To the was it a snowstorm? Uh, no, it wasn't a snowstorm. <laughs> but I was, uh, I was a little uh, elevated. So I was like, man, I can't walk in that grocery store just yet. I'm like, there's like a 7-Eleven at the end of the strip. So I'm going to go in there and get one of them like double shot cappuccino drinks. Mm-hmm. So I walk in there. And uh, I go to buy the drink, like one of them, like Starbucks, chocolate, mocos, whatever. And I go to pay, and I, I had a $100 bill in my pocket. That's all I had. Not like all I had, like, ooh, I'm poor, but like, I didn't have any smaller bills. Yeah. And because uh, when I get, whenever I would get 100 I'd like to save. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny, you know. Back in those days, you get $100. I'm like, ooh, keep it <laughs> I'm like, oh, I am the bank now. <laughs> now you can't buy a case of eggs with that. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. So the guy was like, "Well, I can't break the hunt. And in my mind, like, I really need this drink. I was like, "Well, uh, let me get one of them uh, ten dollar Monopoly scratch offs. Can you break it then?" He's like, "He's looking at his drawers. Like, okay, I can do that." So I just took the scratch off, stuck it in my pocket. I go on the parking lot, chug this drink. Cause I'm trying to get alive so I can go to the grocery store and like trip out. <laughs> I gotta get this stuff. It's not just for her. Like the kids want breakfast. You know? mm-hmm. I pull up, and then my phone rings. It's my boss. Ask me if I can pick up the next day. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to respond to that just yet. Phone back in my pocket. When I pulled my phone out, though, the card came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scratch off. Oh, yeah. I got that scratch off. And I'm chilling. I'm waiting for the coffee to take its effect so I can go in the store. He's like, all right, let me scratch this off. So I always scratch off like euro numbers. And I scratch off like the white card. And like, I don't scratch off the prices, but I matched 10 numbers. And usually when Jeez. you do that, it's like, oh, it's a dollar, dollar, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you most do was. I scratch off that first fucker and said a thousand. I'm like scratching my eyes and looking at that's that's has got a comma. <laughs> scratch off the next one, thousand. I'm like, no. Now I'm like, now I know it's ten right? mm-hmm. Scratch off I scratch off three more. I was like, I put it down and scratch off the rest. I called, I called my wife and hey. She's like, what? What are you doing? And I'm like, I, I can't go in the grocery store right now. She's like, what? What do you? What do you like? What do you tell? I was like, I want some money. She's like, you want some? You fucking went to go get bread. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, man, I'll tell you when I get home. I'll be home in like three minutes. I'm coming home. It's like, we need some bread. I'm like, I'm coming home. <laughs> so I come home, and I'm I'm freaking out, losing my shit. You know, ten grand, even to me now, if I want ten grand, I lose my shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I come home, pull that card out. I was like, look. And there's 5,000 scratch off, and I got five more numbers. And I let her scratch them off. I already know because I do scratch offs. I know what, what it's going to be. She's scratching off. 
And even though I bought it from the store, I'm reading it back because you know how back in the day used to buy the fake cards. Like, oh, yeah. You can redeem your cash at yo mama's house. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, look, I was like, is this real? Like, it just, you know, this is like early as hell in the morning, too. Uh, so I'm, like, I'm freaking out, tripping out. My daughters are like super little, but they're tripping out. I don't even know why they're tripping out. They're tripping out because we're tripping out. Yeah. <laughs> I like, oh. I go hide it in my little gun. Oh my god, So I text my boss back. Oh yeah, my boss says like I sent her a picture of the car. I was like, I'll still come to work though. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna retire with Tay Still, I might be asking for tickets off of this. Yeah. But, uh, go cash it at the lottery office. Well, yeah, I go to Baltimore to go cash it in. And there's you're in a room with like people that went that one month. And we're talking like no one asked nobody how much they won. And it's my first time ever being in there uh, in like a lotto office to like get a check or whatever. And uh, I'm like, uh, I told, we decided we're going to take my oldest daughter to Disney. She was like three. We weren't going to take the baby and leave her with grandma, you know, so the three-year-old can enjoy herself. You know? um, but uh, we're gonna, we didn't live in Florida. So we're going to fly to Florida to get the hotel. But I had a buddy that worked for Disney give me half of the hotels and shit. I already had it lined up. Yeah. <laughs> it's spent. It's spent. Uh-huh. Where's my check? Exactly. So I go to get my check, and they're like, uh, "They gave me a check for like sixty four hundred bucks." I'm like, uh, "Like, uh, I won ten thousand." Tax said, taxes, bro. Well, not only taxes, but Maryland has state and federal. Yeah, uh, you get raked, dude. You get raked mm-hmm. over them polls. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I've never been so disappointed. Someone handed me a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> So I shit you not, the next day I go buy the same lottery ticket. I'm in my car. I buy the same ten dollar monopoly. I scratch it off. I win a hundred bucks. And I'm like, a hundred bucks? And I like, just threw it in my backseat. <laughs> I was so jaded from that. Like nothing meant anything. Yeah. I still cash that shit in too. But I was disappointed to win a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but that you go into seven eleven and say, oh. <laughs> Give me, give me my hundred. Uh, just, just give it to me. Ones, whatever, rubbing <laughs> it. But uh, to, to go back to the ten, the ten, the ten millies, boy. Ooh. I mean, I would set up a more established my my girl's future. I got two of them, so that's twice as expensive. <laughs> um, so I'd set some aside, but then add it to a trust or whatever, and definitely keep some aside for myself to maybe accelerate enjoying the fruits of my labor. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Give a little back, invest a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, I would still be doing what I'm doing. That's how much I'm a glutton for punishment. I just love the shit I do. Well, well, there you go. As much as you may hear me bitch about it, I still I love that shit. Yeah, it's just who I am. I couldn't I couldn't picture me not doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we couldn't either because our weekends would just be so dull. <laughs> Going yeah. to Canopy Road at least one day out of the weekend. I was, I, you know, if, if it wasn't around, I'd still come pick your daughter. You. We would have totally appreciated that. While we're doing a podcast. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like there was one of the times where we actually went to Canopy Road and we didn't see you there um, that specific day, that morning. And Russ was like, I'm going to text him and tell him he needs to make our daughter's pancake. Somebody was, but not you. <laughs> Some days we're like, oh, I stopped by, I didn't see it. I was like, did you look in the kitchen? <laughs> that's, that's probably where I was at. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably burning out, burning out some trash or, you know, um, prepping up, you know, because these guys are like, oh, I'm running, this is my last batch of pancakes. 
last batch of pancake batter. I was like, dude, it's nine thirty. Yeah. <laughs> I do know when you come in, when you got that spare moment, set yourself up. Mm-hmm. Get yourself, you should set yourself up the day before, before you leave. Yeah. So when you come in, that shit is covered. And at the end of the day, you set up for the next day. Guys know this. Guys don't always do that. It's, and it's, I get it because I've been that guy too. And sometimes after you get your ass kicked all day, the last thing you want to do is stay another 30, 45 minutes. Cutting tomatoes, right. some onions, you know, making your batters, restocking your pans, you know, because uh, this is after you you got to clean no matter what. It's when you clean, you're like, man, well, I work tomorrow, so I'll just, I'll just do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then tomorrow you start getting locked early, you ain't got time to do it, and now you're busy and you're out of tomatoes. Yep. And you're like, damn it, so now, now you're cutting tomatoes to order, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like, guys, like, Prep stands for preparation. Yeah. And you got to prepare yep. for what is about. You don't go run into the battlefield without your weapon mm-hmm. <laughs> or ammo. Well, it's like gaining yeah. gas in the morning, right? I, I'll get gas in the morning before you go to work. Get gas every morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's, uh, let's take a little spin away from Canopy Road and. Ooh. What is your favorite thing to do outside of feeding Tampa? Ooh. <laughs> I do like, I, well, I mean, it's nerdy as it sounds. I like to read. You know how to do that? Dude, I didn't until I was like 32. I didn't read my first, I didn't read my first novel until I was 20. And uh, my dad was a big uh, Stephen King fan. But at night, I would like get my little flashlight out, stick it on my hat. You know, yep. read my book, and I started reading this book called Salem's Lot. Mm-hmm. I never, I never read a book, even in school. You're supposed to read a book. I never read that shit. Clip notes, look over the next paper, whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, either way, I start getting into this book, and it's like uh, I got lucky because it's a great book, mm-hmm. right? It's a great book. But I'm like, I'm like seeing the movie up in my dome, yeah, you know, behind my eyes. I'm watching the movie, you know? and. Uh, <laughs> you know what my uh my gateway long long book was was the da vinci code oh yeah so the movies are great yeah. y'all are such rookies yeah. no no mine was seventh grade no eighth grade just kidding eighth grade ender's game by orson scott card and those ender's game books are amazing wait how, how long have those been coming out Oh, they're old. <laughs> um, I want to say that they are seventies, but I might be wrong that they were pu- first published. Yeah, but so I've read like I started getting into like small books. So one of my favorites is like the tattoo like on my forearm here in the Buddha is from Siddhartha. It's a small story by a uh, Hesse or Hesse or something like that. But I read that too, buzzed through it in a night. Yeah, it's like spiritual, but it was a great. Great story. Just grab me. Like these books start grabbing me. You know, yeah. now I'm like, instead of my spare time just sitting there fucking off, <laughs> I got addicted to like feeding. Mm-hmm. I recommend if now, you like those short books like that, I am legend. If you've never read, yeah, if you've never, it's a quick read. It's like 90 pages, right? But it is really freaking good. The movie, shit. The book, awesome. Man, I dug the movie. Ah, fuck. That was that was that was like precursor like slap. Yeah, 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 right. You know they're making a second one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll be seeing it. Oh no, I will too. 
I was a big fan. It's totally different than the than the uh, the movie. Like the they're vampires and not zombies. Zombie oh, yeah. looking people. Yeah, yeah. just, just hey, I up. do vampires and zombies. Oh yeah, um, so does so does Lens. <laughs> but to get back to it, so I, I like to, I, in, I, like halfway through that book, you find out it's about vampires. But I'm reading the book. I didn't know that's like what the book was based about. Same was like the devil, or whatever. Yeah. And then it like blew my mind because I've always liked zombie apocalyptic stuff. I've For always sure. been into that sci-fi. Um, my brother as well. He's in all that shit too. But uh, we grew up in the eighties and nineties, so like all those B movies and shitty I movies. Mean, we loved all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Best horror movies ever uh, in that era. Hell yeah. <laughs> you go back and rewatch them now, you're like, oh. Cheese. Like, Total cheese. Some are, some are a little rough. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, either way, so there's that. I do. Uh, I enjoyed fishing with you the other day. Yeah. Even though I'm the only one that caught something. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, went out today, didn't catch anything either. And, you know, sometimes you got to check the pond that's going towards Beavis or Bevis. That's where I was today. Right on. That's where you went with a little benches. (laughs) Where all the speed bumps are. (laughs) No, I did get hit. I got a hit. I was doing a topwater frog and something attacked it. Whoa, this is a family show. We don't only hear about you doing top work. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do. Family show. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a family appropriate. You do. You do it. <laughs> but uh, either way, so like uh, I like to read. Um, I like like just tinkering around in my garage. I like like, like I like drawing. I like uh, anything creative. I love playing my guitar like when, when y'all yeah <laughs> got on the podcast i was holding my guitar i like use that as like music has always been my good too sometimes i like to lay down put airpods in close my eyes and listen to some music yeah because if you want to say i don't get the vacation but if i like there's certain albums or certain songs that i can close my eyes like it's got to be dark already because when you close your eyes and it's light you still kind of see light you know yeah mm-hmm. but uh Go in the dark, close my eyes, put in some AirPods, and put in a song. And it'll take halfway through a song to really get yourself to drift. But then that next song that follows up, you're in. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're disengaged from everything. Yep. I fucking love music. I mean, it says life is music and ink across my chest. And I would not have got it if I didn't believe that. Everything. Sure. I can hear. I hear. I hear dishes in the dish room getting stacked up and i hear music yeah it's just my brain just works that way you know in traffic you know i, I just i just hear things and it's musical to me our neighborhood's gonna on, hate I'll us because i'm yeah. gonna I'm, I'm setting up that drum kit and we're gonna you jam should, dude if you don't i'll come over and i don't know how to set up a drum kit but i'll come do it <laughs> come do it. no it'll only take me like 20 minutes i just we gotta clean our garage yeah that's the biggest issue <laughs> Well, that could be the first step to cleaning your garage is setting up that drum. Because <laughs> you got to get to it part, after you set it up. Yeah. This, yeah. This part looks super clean and organized. It's an actual drum kit now. Now we got to start moving around and setting up. You guys got a two or a three car? Three. Three. See, bastards. I got a two. <laughs> See, we can, got, we can set up a little studio in there. What, oh, in the garage? You could. Mm-hmm. You sure shit could. We can build you uh, little walls. I know that third, that third port could be a room. Yeah, because that third port is useless. True, tr- it it really is. You can't really. Thought you wanted to put your motorcycle in there. Well, yeah, but the motorcycle doesn't. It doesn't need to go all the way to the back wall. 
Oh, okay. You can put the motorcycle in my garage. <laughs> okay. In that shed. And then, uh, well, I am. I'm getting that shed. <laughs> I'm going to get a shed. Micah's pool's almost done. They're doing some plumbing today. Yeah. Oh, I, dang. Yeah, they've been doing that for like four days. I know. Like, he said he, he, you got to wait. You got to wait a while before you can put water in it. It's right. Secure or whatever. But he's hell bent on waiting a week. They're like thirty days is like seven days. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but to be honest with you, he knows a lot of that shit already. He does. The dude builds big buildings. Yeah. Uh, a pool is kind of like, dude, I put pools on rooftops. Right. I'm not, I'm not waiting 30 days to fill it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You coat it, more side of whatever it is they're doing these days, and uh, we'll put water in that bitch. Yep. So, yeah, right. I, got, I got some, I mean, like projects. I'm always like looking at projects. My backyard is an endless project. It used to just be a swamp. I laid a slab out there, screened it in, got the hot tub. I built a bar out there, put a little mini fridge in it, got like my little outdoor makeshift outdoor kitchen, planted a bunch of like bushes that are growing to these big ass bushes, like the green wall back there. So there's I like idle time. That's that's what I like to do. Read. Uh I did just get a PlayStation 5. I know I'm like two years late to the game, <laughs> but I played it today for like the first time. Like the, the second time since I got it, I got it like a month ago. Yeah. Uh, I just went there with my youngest today because my oldest was in a dance camp. Tinkering around with that, but like still, it's always like a project. Like, what can I do now? What can I build? What can I put together? What can I fucking waste my time doing? For sure. <laughs> what, can I, what can I take apart and see how it was put together? How, what can right. I re, uh, uh, reverse engineer? Whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's that. Right. Yeah. Well, I think to close us out, uh, where can people find you? Are you on social media? What are your physical address locations for your restaurants? You got an email? What you got? You can't find someone who is still trying to find themselves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we are so deep right now. That is just the deepest thing that has ever been said. I gotta I go. I told you I was like sleeping when I got that text. <laughs> I gotta go take a cold shower. Yeah, you should. I'll meet you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, sorry, what was that question? <laughs> where's your business? <laughs> Where where's your uh? Your social media and all that. Where can people find you online and your... Oh, so yeah. If you want to check out all of our locations, our menus, our catering packages, that'll be simply canopyroadcafe.com. And then on like Facebook, you can find any of the canopies by typing canopy in that location. Uh, For example, Canopy Road Cafe, Fishhawk. Boom. This store will show up. You'll get that store's number. You can like or follow that page because different stores will do their own. We all have the same menu. Right. We all do the same specials, but still certain locations will do something to benefit that specific community. Like uh, I think next week we're starting in the Fishhawk area uh, from open till 9 a.m. seven days a week. Uh, free pancake with the purchase of an entree okay. or the purchase of a meal. You get a free pancake and that's seven days a week, not just Monday through Friday, whatever. Uh, for well, for a limited time only, I'll say and <laughs> whatever. But uh, right. yeah, I'm actually getting some cards made right now. Started doing those cards today, just because it's a, I live here. It's a community. It's a little kind of bonus for my community people. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, if we if a chef with one of my kitchen managers like, hey, can I make my own special? I'm like, sure. 
come up with something, show me what you got. And on the chalkboard outside, we'll put on the chalkboard, oh, today's extra, extra special, <laughs> chef special, whatever is this. And then we'll plug it on like that particular Facebook page. Right. On Instagram, you'll only find like a blanketed, like our corporate Canopy Road Cafe. Okay. Um, but like I said, on Facebook, you'll, you can find pretty much any individual Canopy Road Cafe, or you can just go to canopyroadcafe.com and that'll list all of our stores, all their numbers. You can order online through our app. We have our own app that we developed. Yeah, we're fancy like that. Um, Wait. I guess just going to your app store and doing Canopy Road Cafe. Do you have rewards on that app? Hell yeah, we do. We got rewards. People <laughs> use them all the time. I forget all about it. It's like, I got rewards. It's like, that's cool. I want an award. I have rewards for a store. I'm like, I have the app. That's right. You have you been using it? Fuck no. What the hell? Dude, you're missing out. I don't know how. You get you have to get discounts. You don't know how. Okay, boomer. It should be pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. What do they just scan it or something? Um. So what you do is when you come in, uh, you would have to if if the girls get one of the like the Palm Pilot. Um, yeah clovers because we use clover um they can come over and scan your phone with that or you can just give them the phone they go to the computer boop, hit the qb q what was it qr code yeah i'm old too. boomer show my age now. yeah <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> i used to have some tens in my truck and they boomed <laughs> anyways uh i'm not a boomer i'm gen x baby the best ever yeah you're talking to a couple is, is millennials yeah, I want to say, yeah, technically you are, but isn't it crazy? I'm like, I'm Gen X. I'm like, wait, but there's like two or three more generations after me now. Uh-huh. It's, it is I'm weird. That, I'm not old. Mm-hmm. It's it take 10 years to start a new generation. Some, Yeah, I think it's like between 10 and 15. Yeah, Who knows? exactly. Who exactly. knows? It's like Zodiac signs. Because yeah. mm-hmm. our kids, no, our kids are Gen Alpha. They're Gen Alpha. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> excuse you? Start over? Right. Yeah. <laughs> excuse you? Get it back to A. They ran it's out. Like hurricane season. They start naming them in alphabetical order. <laughs> right. It's all fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gen- Generation X. I like the X. And actually, in the Bloomingdale store, the new one we're building, our new partner, we brought in our uh, real estate broker. He, he jumped in the game with us. So he's going to be eyes on the prize with me over there. But he owns a bar called Gen X Tavern. Wow. Tampa. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it's nostalgia. It's like uh, video games and shit like that, but it's a bar. So it's nice. like people our age go there and have the time. It's like childhood with news. Oh. <laughs> so what do you mean? Is it like an arcade type deal? Yeah. I think they got some stuff like that going on as well. There's food, there's drinks, lots of Top like Gun. Movies. And it's, yeah, exactly. But it's not even just people our age, like younger people go there too, older people go there too. Right. It's just a, Cool, nostalgia kind of place. Yeah, he's got a couple. He's got like a sushi joint. He has, you know, Sparkman's Wharf or whatever. He has one of the uh, uh, shipping container pop-ups in there too. Um, Yeah, this dude, I feel like whenever I feel like I'm too busy, I think about our new This guy just, he does real estate, like commercial real estate, and he's got a couple of restaurants. He's got like a little team together or whatever. But I mean, I'm like, damn. Even as his partner and his friend, if I I have to make an appointment for him to call me back. <laughs> yeah. He's just busy, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, some people like they can't have that spare moment. Yeah. That spare moment drive you crazy. Look mm-hmm. at Elon. Like, like if I well, yeah, exactly. When I take a day off at, 
ask anybody that's in my house that day. I get up still making that coffee. I start pacing around the house. <sighs> like I still, I'm still checking sales. I'm still making sure people clocked in. I'm, and Or I'll come to my office and start doing a schedule. Or, you know, I just can't not. It's my life. It's, it's No, I get it's it. A, piece of, a big piece of me. For sure. For sure. Uh, when I get away this weekend, though, I told myself, you know, it's Friday and Saturday. Unless the place is burning down. Actually, even if the place is burning down, call up the fucking fire department. Don't call. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You got to have time for yourself. Man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 110%. You got to recharge that noggin. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot left going on up there. So I got to, I got to <laughs> fill it tight to what I got left. Yeah. Fill it full of yeah, beach or whatever. Pools. Well, it's, it's mainly full of shit, but I mean, well, you got to mix I, in I, some I try, sand. That's, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't Actually, thank you. <laughs> we can't thank you enough for coming on. I mean, this is one of our new favorite things to do, I think, yeah. is interviewing people, especially people who. This is what you got to do. Now, I'll tell you now, not everybody's going to be as much fun as me. <laughs> so, but yeah, you guys are doing great, man. I love listening. Even like the how you get personal with lives. We're people, man. And, yep. you know, people seek people of likeness. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. And I dig it. Like, I was like, oh, oh Russ has a podcast. <laughs> and then, but I, I listened to one. I actually got stuck in traffic on three or one. And I was kind of like, I relate to a lot of it, you know, like with the anxiety, whatever. Yeah. Like, you told the story about your work. I relate. I've had moments like that, you know. I've had yeah. moments like that. Not where someone calls me. But I've, there's been times I've been driving to work like, do I go straight to work or do I take a right and go to the hospital? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know like what's on my plate. And like, uh, I thought I went to the ER one time. It was a couple of years ago, but I thought I was fucking having a heart attack. Yeah. I was like, am I old enough to have a heart attack? And I go and they're like, do you have uh, anxiety? It's like, what the fuck is anxiety? Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have anxiety. And they're like, well, you know, your levels are fine or everything's fine. I was like, I want the full Monty. Set me up with a heart doctor. Set me up. I want scans of my entire insides. Right. I got to know. I never cared about my health until I had kids because now I have kids. I want to be around. Absolutely. Sure. They depend on me and I, I want to watch them grow, you know? So I go in there and they kind of like laugh it off because, yeah, they probably see this shit all day. Yep. People thinking they're dying like, nah, bro, it's your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? It's my head. Exactly. And a lot of it's, it's stress, man. It's stress. So I had to teach myself because I was, I was on a, I got prescribed Ativan. Benzos, so yeah. I would take an Ativan every day. On my way to work, I'd take an Ativan. That way, if anything popped off, I got that in my system. Because Ativan doesn't loop you out like uh, what's some of them other drugs? That SSRIs or oh, I, I I tried one of them. They sent me to they sent me to a fetal position in my basement. They they I yeah I, I'm I'm still on one, and it's just I, it took me a long time to build up. Well, they told me it yeah. take like a week or two to take, but then. The person that prescribed it to me, my doctor was on vacation, right? Enough. So a stand-in doctor was like, "Oh, you need to take this." But the doctor, I'm like, "Okay, sure, if that's what I need." And I spent like three, four days in my basement, in my house in Maryland, just like freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I don't know, like uh, you know. And then I called my doctor and he got back. He's like, "So how long now? So I've been taking it for eight days." And said it continues. He's like, "Dude, if you're feeling like that every day, stop taking that shit." Yeah. Yep. Like that's not what you need. That's mm-hmm. not what you need. Uh, but then I, I had to teach myself to not give a fuck about as much stuff as I gave a fuck about. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's all 
if you like do that little thing where like you see like where you're at on the google maps and you scan back to your county scan back to your state oh yeah scan back to your whatever and then boom now you're out the planet you're on the moon but now you're in your solar system then you go to another solar system like we ain't shit why are we stressing over such stupid fucking shit yeah you know i agree why why it's our human nature you know but we also are on these damn computers all the time we're hustling bustling running around trying to keep up with the joneses we got to pay these bills we got to do this we got to do that but we put so much on ourselves that it's unnecessary so i had to teach myself to not care about as much stuff as i cared about because a lot of it I stressed over that. Mm-hmm. That's not my stress. Right. Why do I give a fuck about that? Right. Why? What? How is that going to change my life? Is that going to kill me? No. Yeah. The, Why the, am I worrying about it? The best exercise, one of the best exercise that I was taught by therapist was to take a step Child back. Child pose, yoga. T- take, well, not, not physical exercise, <laughs> <laughs> but take a step back and ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? So- if if you're yeah. if you're driving to work and you have that moment of like holy shit, what if this goes wrong at work today? And then you build yourself up and you're about to have a, that that full on panic attack. You're spinning out. You're spinning out. Well, just your take a step back. Scenario. Yeah, yeah. Well, even then, what's the worst that could happen? You have a bad day at work. Who gives a shit? Wake up tomorrow and then start over. Start over. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're not gonna die over messing up at work you have to you have to rein it in look at it with a real lens and accept the consequences if something bad happens it's not a big deal yep you're still alive it, be it's happy not even, it's not even like looking at it with the real lens it's just wiping the fog off the lens you got yeah, yeah. right you know? right see I, things clear exactly this shit don't mean nothing you know every that's why i try to i try to be a fun person like when i I laugh at my own jokes immensely. <laughs> I don't say shit to make you laugh. I say it because it makes me laugh. Right. You want to laugh with me? I think that's great. That's a bonus. That's the cherry on my fucking pie. But <laughs> yeah. I'm eating the pie either way. Yeah. You know, pancake. I, I am I am the pie. Pancake. Yeah, there you I go. That's much better. I'm eating that pancake. You're the blueberry on my cobbler. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, I'm here to help myself have a good time. And, and and not at anybody else's expense, though. Like, I, I don't have fun at anybody else's expense, but I try to keep my, you got to keep your brain healthy. If, if you're not, if you're, if you're not in control of yourself, you can't control nothing else. Right. Because if you're trying to handle other things when you ain't got to handle on yourself, oh boy, that's a recipe for a fucking disaster. Yep. You know, and once you really get that into yourself, and there came a point to where I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a day without an Ativan. And I did it. Uh, and I did, there was like a little weaning process, Oh yeah. but uh, I went two days. And before I knew it, when I stopped caring about all this mundane bullshit, I've, it's been, a year, I still have a full bottle of Ativan in my cabinet. It's probably expired from like two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, and even with the stresses of my job, like balancing books and financials and dealing with the COVID, during COVID, I, like right at the end of COVID, well, I don't know when it actually ended, but like. The end of 2001 is probably when I stopped taking out of it. I was like, you know what? A lot of things got... 2021. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was like, God damn, dude, that's two years yeah, expired, yeah, but, it, yeah. but you stopped taking it in 2001. That's not adding up a little bit here. I'm living in the future and the math. Math. Time is relative. Time is the truth. <laughs> yeah. But uh, either way, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, 2021. My bad. Good catch, Russ. <laughs> Dickhead. Um, but uh, yeah, I just stopped taking them because at that COVID shit, like the plus for me was like, I had a different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Like, cause at one point I thought everything was going to get taken from me and it did, you know, I'm way more resilient. Then I was like, you know what? I am fucking immigrant. You can't take shit from me that I ain't willing to give to you. Right. That's all there is to it. You know? And then and I apply that to my mind too. My mind is my mind. It's not more powerful than me. I control my fucking mind. Yep. Well, that's, and it, it's, yeah. it's easier. It's easier said than done. One hundred ten percent. But it is a psyche, and once you trick yourself into that, man, I still have a bad day here and there. There is everyone a does here and there, you know. Um, but I mean, it's not every day. Yep. And uh, and I, so I, I sympathize, not sympathize, but I, I uh, empathize, empathize, or I feel the need to help and not necessarily preach, but like, cause I deal with a lot of my staff is younger than me, and a lot of them are growing up in a different era. And a lot of them have, they deal with more shit because they grew up with social media. We, I had social media when we were like 22. Yeah. When it came out. And Zuckerberg is my age, you know, uh, but they, they were babies with iPads. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's part of their whole shit. They care too much about what other people think. Yeah, yep. they, they, it's it's all about likes and comments and how many followers and validation. It's, it's, it's like, it's val- Yeah, and seeing this like that show Black Mirrors. There was an episode like in the first season where the currency was likes. <laughs> and I watched that shit. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's some real ass shit. And I'm like, damn, like that's really how people kind of are these days, though. Mm-hmm. And then turn it all off. Keep the podcast on, but turn the rest of the shit. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, as I do enjoy, I love me some podcasts. I love, I love human thought on the cup. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I appreciate you guys. I know I'm taking up all your time. I'm down to three percent. Yeah. I need less. <laughs> I need some time to edit. <laughs> <laughs> no, again, we McFly. I need time to retype. <laughs> No, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you telling us your story and telling us all about your restaurant. And we absolutely love it. Our longest was probably the good, bad, and the ugly. That thing was... It was an hour and 45. Yeah. This is longer. Well, we got we got that shit. Yeah. <laughs> about a dog, Russ, about a dollar for every time I heard that. <laughs> You'd be broke as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I'd still be I'd still be broke talking to you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> for that $10 million. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, right. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, guys. Pleasure. Love you guys. Yep. I'm glad we finally got the sketch and got to do it. Absolutely. Uh, good luck editing like about an hour and 30 minutes out of this podcast. <laughs> Stop. All right. Thank no, you, we appreciate you. Cool, man. All right. I feel fancy now. Thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See you on the range. You. Yeah, you will. I'll see you. All like right. the, the shooting range or driving range? <laughs> The farm, the farm range. Okay. <laughs> okay. So called outer range. That's really good. Anyways. All right. Y'all do what you got to do. Here's a close up of my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye. It's what you do with the things you love.